the Westwood One Podcast Network. I got hit with the back injury in 2016 and missed that whole season, and I did not know how to deal with it. I, it had never been in my plans. It had never crossed my mind that I could get injured, that I could miss a whole season, and I did not handle it well. All right, everybody, welcome back to the TNQ Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Luttrell. Every week, it's my job to fire you up, to ignite the legend inside of you, and to push you to your greatness. Join me every week as I take you into my briefing room with some of the most hard-charging people on the planet. They're going to show you how to embrace the suck of life, teach you the values of working your ass off, and charge through whatever life throws at you. This is the Team Never Quit Podcast. So buckle up, buttercup. All right, y'all, welcome back, man, to the TNQ Podcast. Uh, thank you again so much for bringing us back today. We have, man, we got J.J. Watt. We got a Houston Texan. I, mean, I like to say when we bring the SEALs on, we got one of our own, man, but as far as Texans, we got we, we, we adopted him, too. He's so, an honorary Texan, Yeah, for man, sure. I've been looking forward to, to having him on for a while. It's going to, the guy does so much for our community, and his background, the way he came up, I can't wait to hear what he has to say about just about anything, man, so I know it's going to be a going to be a good one but before we do that man let's get into one of these listener stories my never quit story is not near as difficult as most but it is my story and it means a lot to me in late 2017 i thought i had everything figured out i thought i'd found love and i thought i'd found happiness i won't get into any details but that all came to an end through events that eventually came and led to the downfall of that relationship I had been pulled out of the bliss of that period in time and came to a sudden realization that the life around me that I had been distracted from was all but kept poorly maintained. My physical health was at an all-time low. I was at 270 pounds, and I'm 5'4". My mental and emotional health was dwindling down to nothing, and I had felt completely and utterly hopeless. I wasn't sleeping, wasn't eating, and wasn't communicating with anyone. I ditched every responsibility I had to dwell in my own despair and saw no light in the long tunnel I was walking in. I had considered suicide every day and found myself staring at a Smith & Wesson SD40 in my hand several times, wondering if I should just end all of it right now. It was then that I had decided to pick up Marcus's book, Lone Survivor. I had seen the movie when it came out, but I hadn't reflected on it too much, and I had never really read the story. The book absolutely rewired my perspective on everything. I will say to this day, Marcus... Your story saved my life. It taught me to persevere and strive through the toughest adversity. And that, no matter how bad life gets, there is never a valid reason to give up. It taught me perseverance through the toughest adversity, and I told myself, no matter how bad life gets, there is never a valid reason to give up. Since then, I've gotten myself down to 180 pounds while gaining a significant amount of muscle mass. I'm in the best shape of my life, and I am still not finished. I continue to push myself every single day to improve myself in any way that I can, being more open and converse with others. I've always been a socially anxious and quiet person to learning about anything and everything that I can. I am currently working towards my recently set goal after much thought of becoming a Navy SEAL. Well, Connor, man, good luck, brother. And sometimes we get stuck in fights that we didn't see coming, and um, 
every now and again you got to take a step back and and reset and see uh see what's really going on in front of you and then and then push right through it and reset your goals just like you did man there's no uh there's no harm in doing that it's it's good to do that every so often just to remind you that it's it's good to be alive so thanks for writing in brother and thank you for pushing forward thanks for telling me your story about how uh the story of our team helped you too man that means a lot to me when i hear that from you guys so thank you so much for writing in again brother god bless podcast yeah why don't you use that one it's pretty it's pretty awesome actually all right guys do you love the team never quit podcast if so share the show with a friend show is available on itunes spotify stitcher Castbox, pretty much any other podcast player you can also listen to it on the website if you'd like at teamneverquit.com slash podcast we got a ton of great episodes has some incredible guests including david goggins peter berg steve callahan man this list goes on and on have you checked out the new gear we've added to the tnq shop new hats new shirts and new backpacks no matter where you find yourself this stuff never quits head over to the shop and get yours now if you're already following us on facebook and instagram then you know that we keep our followers up to date with new gear new sales new guests new events and tons of other stuff you won't get anywhere else And if you aren't following us yet you're missing out follow us right now at team underscore never quit you can keep up with marcus at marcus trail morgan at mojo the trail and me I'm Andrew Brockenbush on Instagram. And look, do you want exclusive access to the show and bonus behind-the-scenes content? You're going to want to join us on Patreon. You get exclusive access to behind-the-scenes content, access to the exclusive Patreon community where you can support others, and you get rare access to Marcus Morgan and all of our guests. We've got some amazing tiers you can get in at. You can get some custom phone backgrounds for your phone. You can get some sticker sheets. You can get a challenge coin that says TNQ Teammate. Uh, You can get this box loaded with really cool gear, like a coffee cup a challenge coin, a custom uh, aluminum pop socket. You're not going to want to miss out on this community. And special, special shout out to Joshua Markham as he's our first ever Patreon member. And we've already got a bunch of people joining us there who are now part of this community. And we are so grateful. Join us at patreon.com slash team never quit. We were talking about you a little bit earlier and everything that you have done for and thanks again for everything you've done for for everybody seriously man if we don't get into doing thanking you for that especially during the hurricane that was something else jj and uh man uh-huh. hats off to you brother absolutely i'll just square it away goodness i'm truly amazed at that as well especially as that did the moment did, did the momentum of that surprise you i mean it was insane yeah i mean i, I obviously had a modest goal that I, I thought we could reach. I honestly wasn't a hundred percent sure. Uh, and then, I mean, what happened was a phenomenon and it was, it was incredible to watch and witness and to be a part of, and just to see the outpouring of support from here, there, everywhere, all over the world. Um, I mean, it, it, it stunned me and it was, gave me a lot of hope and a lot of positive vibes because it was, uh, you know, in today's world, there's so much negativity out there. And that was one, when I, when I saw that and I saw how many people out there were willing to help people they've never met that I was like, okay, there is still good out there.
That's kind of when it gets drawn in together, man. We got to go through all that chaos. Hell, when everyone gets hit, when it comes to the hurricanes, we can get into this this part of the podcast anyway. This is a great story, but man, weather doesn't have they don't have a a salary cap or anything like that. They don't care about religion. When that water comes in, everybody's in it. So it it was a man watching this all come together like that was amazing. You leading the charge on that was something else too, brother. So here's what we do, man. In the beginning of this, we're going to ask a couple of questions, just kind of break the ice and uh, get your. Uh, your brain power going and then we'll just kind of ease on into one of your your kind of your never quit stories and one of your either your hardest one or some people have like their entire life's a never quit story a never quit moment which and <clears throat> so you can pick either one of those you want and then uh we'll wrap this thing up kind of some lessons learned in life what you can pass down to the the young ones you know the kids we got it's, it's kind of incumbent upon us now to start teaching the ones under us and uh we'll wrap it up and call it a day you good with that Sounds good to me. All right, I'm going to shotgun you with this one, buddy. All right, so if you had the opportunity, these are these are off the shelf, off the cuff, way out in left field questions that just kind of get you get your blood get your blood going and make you laugh a little bit. All so right. If you were had to get into a ring with anybody, who would it be between Brock Lesnar and Mike Tyson, and why? Oh man, in their prime or today? Oh no, it has to be in it's their a great prime. question too. Yeah, because I was <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me that. I was like, I, I should have said it in their prime because I've been giving this a lot of thought, especially as big big and as mean as you are or can be, I was like, okay, I got I to gotta throw some thunder out at him. So, yeah, Brock Lesnar yeah, in the prime man. or Mike Tyson in the prime? Um, I, Man, that is <laughs> – <I laughs> think, I think I'm going Tyson just because I'm, I'm, I'm either going to be out in the first five seconds or I'm going to run around and just try and tire him out. I mean, I, obviously, I'm not going punch for punch with him. Whereas Brock, I feel like he could throw me in a headlock. He could throw me in like a leg lock. He could snap my arm. Uh, I'd rather just get knocked out cold right out of the gate. That's just funny you say that because when I was thinking about this, I, was, I said if I had to choose one of those two, I'd go with Mike too because he's going to knock me out so fast. Like you're right, Brock's going to come storming across the cage and like pick you up and slam you and then twist you up and put you in a pretzel for a little bit and make you feel it for about an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather just one shot right to the nose. I'm out cold. All right, here's my question. Go back all the way to around 2005. Um, I was on a mission in Afghanistan for, called Operation Red Wing, man. A lot of stuff went down that we came back. And you got to become a member of our family through that community, through Patsy Dietz and DJ. And then, man, coming here to Texas and doing everything that you do and then playing for the Houston Texans. All the people that we know, I mean, in the, from Cal and Hannah, the owners, and everybody that we've run into – and as many times as I've stood beside you and we've, you know, kind of hung out, why is it I don't have your phone number? <laughs> <laughs> How come you know? Great question. Why in the hell have we never exchanged phone numbers? Half it makes you feeling, brother. He gave it to I me guess, before you walked in. I, I, see, I have this thing with the SEALs. Like, I'm, I've been so fortunate and lucky to be kind of like welcomed into that community, and I don't feel worthy of it in any capacity. So when I'm in it, I'm like a like a kid who sits in the corner. I just want to watch and observe, and I don't want to screw anything up. So, like, I'm so thankful and grateful that they've let me in that I almost want to be just silent because I feel like somebody's going to realize I'm there and be like, why is that guy here? So I just chill. I don't ask for anybody's phone numbers. I don't talk too much. I try and just just be there so and I, enjoy it, I, I, and I, I think that's why. No, that's a, that is the exact answer I give Melly every time I she's like, did you, get, did you get a swap phone number? I was like, no, why? And I was like, man, I don't know. I feel like if I ask him for everyone does that, and it's like that's that's kind of the, the 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 mod answer, but that's right. 
but I'll eventually get that done. A lot of people don't know, yeah, and I don't no, know if I've ever thanked you, you for now. this, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you wear a? Uh, I'll shoot him over right after this call because now I got yours, so I'll just text it over. Right on, good, good, and thank you for wearing that memorial patch in um, for for the guys in your your pads, man. I I heard every about day. that a long time ago, man, and I I think about that every time I see you out there. I know that you're doing that, man. That means a lot to everybody, and I I, I just it's it's something, man. The way you've uh, you've watched out for us and kind of incorporated, I mean, part of the family now. So thanks thanks for all that, man. But all right, bro. Next question. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> We, uh, I don't, I don't have a lot of superstitions with my game. Like I don't, I don't do a lot of like, have a lot of rituals or superstitions or with my uniform, but ever since 2012, I've worn that patch on my shoulder pads every single game of my career. And they changed my shoulder pads out once. And the one thing I said, when I came back in after they changed them, I said, you better move that damn patch over because yeah. I feel that better. That sticks with me the whole time. So it's a great reminder for me, and it was an incredible gift to me. Um, and I, it's it's something that's always on my mind, and I'm very appreciative for it. Yeah, man, that's cool. Thank and you. And our community knows that. I got worried about that when I was overseas, and we started chatting about that up. So just to let you know. Yeah, just like your community, we don't talk about it. We're well aware that you do that and humbled because of it. So, again, there's another thank you. You guys are the best. Dollars. You deserve <laughs> it. I've always said that, that you guys deserve the recognition we get. We're, all right, bro, we're going to jump right into this. We're going to, uh, before the storm hits too hard, or uh, we can get as much from you as humanly possible. A lot of people come in here, man, because they're starving for for something. They're, they're stuck in a moment that they can't get out of. And, and, and you know, you've been around uh, a while now that, man, it's, um, there really are no good and bad times. There's just the times and how well prepared you are for them. And every, every kind of situation that you get in, man, if you, you take something good and bad from it, you learn from it, then you're, you're less likely to repeat that moment. And, and we all get into certain situations throughout life. We have to, otherwise, you know, you wouldn't be living. And, um, Although the situations may be different, man, a lot of times the way we get through each one of them is is similar, and we can apply that to each other. And that's kind of what we've created here, man, a, a community of people, men who come together, even in the hardest moments, and push through just about damn near everything. And uh, having you on here is a, is, a, is a big deal because of all your accomplishments, man. So if you could start out, please, man, if you, if you will, just tell us some of your, your greatest never-quit stories or story. I mean, one of the the toughest times that I've ever been through, I mean, obviously I've been fortunate to to play at the collegiate level, at the NFL level, and to, to have some great moments. But, I mean, my toughest moments as an athlete were 2016, 2017. I went through two season-ending injuries, and I had never been through that. I mean, I've been lucky enough and fortunate enough throughout my career, throughout my life, to not have any real major injuries. And then... 2016, I, I mean, I was coming off of my third defensive player of the year award. I um, mean, uh, all pros and all that. And I was like, okay, this is, I'm doing what I was supposed to do. This is what I trained for. This is what I worked for. This is what I was supposed to do. And then I got hit with the back injury in 2016 and missed that whole season. And I did not know how to deal with it. I, it had never been in my plans. It had never crossed my mind that I could get injured, that I could miss a whole season, and I did not handle it well. If you if you would, man, would you explain how how, how that happened? How you how, how you got yeah how you got injured? Um, so I mean, I initially it was initially during the previous season, in the middle of the season, um, I was back squatting, and I, it was just a fluke thing. I wasn't even on a heavy set or anything. I was on a warm up set on my way up. And, 
I must have not locked my core or engaged or done something weird. And it went and we got, we went to the hospital and did all this. Uh, and they put, they basically injected it. And, uh, I was fine to play the rest of the season. And, but then the next off season, it flared up again. And that's when I needed surgery. And they said, I needed to get surgery to fix it for good. Went and got the surgery. And, um, I mean, it was, tried to rush it back. I mean, I, I wanted to play for the season. I, I had the surgery like two or three weeks before training camp. And, uh, I wanted to play for the season. And, and so I tried as hard as I could to get back and I did all the workouts and I still had that invincible mentality sure. where I was like, it doesn't matter. Like I just got surgery, but I'm going to build my, I build this strength up. I don't miss games. Like it wasn't even a possibility to miss a game. And then the third game of the season, um, I felt my leg go numb again, and I knew exactly what that meant, and I had to get surgery again, and my season was over. It's such a double-edged sword because, like you, there was never a question, hey, how fast, and it doesn't have to be all the way, am I, can I get back in, in, in the show? And I, yeah. I, I was, I, there had to be ever, somebody on the other side saying, hey, it's too soon, too soon. We, and for us, for me, yeah. for brothers, like, hey, look, I ain't listening to what you have to say because my brothers need me out on the line. Yeah, that's what I do, man. Injuries, like when we step into this, we know that that's part of the game. And, and I remember when I, my first back injury, uh, I had, I guess we can say it now we're old and we got parents or we got kids and everything. Like I felt, had that invincible too, man. I was like, hey, I, let's just get out here and you can beat me with everything you got. And I remember after I got hurt the first time, I was, same thing, trying to get back online. I didn't start get feel that little chink in the armor until I got hurt again. In the, you know, talking about doing a little bit of nothing, but it was the same injury. And that's when I was like, Damn, yeah. you know, all right, maybe it wasn't a fluke. And I, I, but I, with us, man, we still never back off of it because we have to work out anyways just to, to get through life. It's part of our ritual. It's like this comes with this. Like I said, there are no good and bad times. It's just, man, all of this is thrown into our game of life and we have to deal with it. But it's that, it, it is, man. After that first one, you're like, damn it, you know, I, I can get back out there. And then I think you learn what, what happens is, and as we get older, man, it's, it's, and you can't appreciate this till you actually get up here and you understand the old man strength. But you're talking about, hey, you actually learn how to move your body around your injury and, and, and know what exactly it will that will flare that thing up. And then sometimes just a fluke, man, just happens. Like you turn your head the wrong way and fall out for a month. But um, it's just funny. A any other injury doesn't really con connect like a back injury does because once that thing goes down, man, legs go numb, can't feel your fingers, they start tingling, and then you just, it's pain central, man. And you just, there's nothing you can do. It's, it is, man. It's frustrating. Yeah, and the one thing, one thing that I realized through it all is that when you're listening to doctors and you're listening to trainers and you're listening to people tell you how, how the rehab process is going to go and how you're going to work, and this is the timetable, as, as a person who your whole life has done things a certain way and you think that you're, you're different than everybody else, you're like, yeah, that's how it should work, but that's, I'm wired different. I'm different. So I'm going to be able to speed that timetable up. I'm going to be able to do this faster. And then you realize that that's almost the exact opposite of how you need to think. And so I had my second back surgery and I finally told him, okay, your plan. I listen to whatever you tell me to do. And that one, I, I had to bite my tongue a whole lot, but now I don't feel my back at all. I don't ever feel, I don't ever have an issue with it. I haven't felt anything. So that was a swallow my pride, shut up and listen uh, type of moment, which 
that was a growing moment for me because up until that point, it was kind of my way or the highway. And then I had to learn that there are people out there smarter than me that do know better. That would be the advice that I would give to all our listeners is like, you're hearing that from one of the most elite athletes on the planet. And he's telling you, listen to the other side in order to get back to baseline and be as good as you once was. Yeah, it's tough kicking that ego yeah, thing I, out. I still apply, go ahead, brother. I still apply that today. I mean, I'm still applying it to workouts and to things now where, um, but you have to be, there's a fine balance with it because you can't turn off that part of you that makes you that animal that, that makes you who you are and makes you great but you have to be able to have the open-mindedness enough to listen to other people and at minimum accept their opinions and use the information that you can use and then also combine it with that just raw emotion and power that you have. Well, I kind of related to like a shock collar. You know, now that we have that, with all those back injuries and the, the coach, everybody telling us what to do, man, and we're still going to go out and get that aggressive side. The minute we step too far, we get shocked. You know what I mean? It'll lighten yeah. down your back and that, down the back of your legs. And it's like, all right, I'll, okay, I'll slow down. I'm, I'll, I'll listen. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, but that was one of the, that was the first one. And then obviously the next year was a broken leg. That was just a pure fluke. Um, I was pass rushing and my buddy clipped my heel as I was pass rushing and I went to stop. Uh, change direction and he clipped my heel so I took a little bit too big of a step and my leg just snapped and uh, that that one sucked but that very fortunate um, uh, through both of them I had my girlfriend now fiance yeah congratulations was, on that man thank you I appreciate it she was incredible through it all I mean she had torn her ACL was coming off an ACL so I was helping her recover and then I broke my leg so she was helping me recover and I mean, I've had some. Hey, good on you, bro. Hey, that way to go, man. That's sacrifice for your fiance, man. She was suffering with a broke leg. He's like, man, you know what? Maybe I love you. I'm gonna break mine too, just so I can hang out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I figure solidarity. Right. We'll we'll be on the couch together. That's it, man. Um, She helped balance me out because for two years, I was going through the thoughts of, "Is this over? Is this the end of my career? Am I ever going to be the same? Do I have to retire?" And the public was giving me those thoughts too, the the media and the social media and people saying I was done and people saying it's over. And if he does come back, he's never going to be the same. And she was there every single day building my confidence back up, telling me it was going to be okay. I am going to be the player I was. And then I got to go out there last season and, and once again, be an all pro. And I credit her a ton with basically being my, therapist throughout the last couple of years and, and i'm very thankful that somebody was by my side to help pick me up every day oh hey we couldn't do this without our women that's a huge misconception with guys like us man when you get our asses whipped so bad we go back who do, who do you think heals us up i mean you know you get yeah. your ass whipped all the way back to your woman and man she's the, the one there that puts you back together piece by piece i mean they're twice yeah. as strong as we are in that regard man that's why we're kind of built the way we are and uh, yeah, god bless them man. and they've seen some They've seen us at our darkest and most vulnerable moments, but that's what makes the relationship even stronger is when you, when you see each other in those moments and you help build each other back up like nobody else could. Those are the moments that make you really strong. 
Hey, man, those define with a back injury, man, when you're in that brace, you can't reach around. You can't take care of yourself. You know, you've got a good woman, yeah. man. When you test the faith, right, the faith right there in the beginning, like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and break everything in my body. You're going to have to, man, like a kid. Only I'm almost 300 pounds, so you're going to lug my ass everywhere. It's just, man, it's miserable. Yeah. But we're going to get through this. You, you got one like that, seriously, that will literally stand through that with you, man. Nothing else matters. I mean, it, uh, that's yeah. that true love right there, bro. Yeah, we're hoping those types of days are behind us. We knocked them out early on so we could really test the relationships. So and now it's all all happy days ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how we kind of look at our life too, man. We got all that misery out in the first 40. You know, gold is forged in fire. The hotter the fire, the purer the gold, man. So at least the back yeah. end, we just have a good time with this whole thing. But I, let's back this no, up, no. man. A lot of people around here you're, think that you're born and raised in Texas, like pure Texas, man. They don't, can you tell us a little bit about your family? Like, where did all this start? I mean, you come from a big family. It was your dad, your 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 it parents. Must, it must be something in the water since all three of you are playing pro ball. Yeah. Let's talk about that, it's man. It's pretty crazy. So I, I grew up in Wisconsin, a uh, small town. I mean, my graduating high school class had 140 people in it. Right. Uh, my dad was a firefighter for 29 years. He's a firefighter. My mom uh, started as a secretary at her company uh, with no college degree, and she worked her way up to being the vice president of the company. Um, so they kind of set the tone for my brothers and I, I mean, we were middle class. We weren't rich, but we weren't poor and we had dinner on the table every night and they, they gave us opportunities to play sports and things like that. And, uh, it was just my brothers and I, and we would, you know, old school, we'd play football in the backyard. We'd play roller hockey in the court. We'd play whatever we could. It was always outside and we were competing and doing something together. And our parents, my dad was sports and my mom was school. So if you if you came home with bad grades, he'd show it to dad because he'd hope he wouldn't tell mom. If you had a bad game of football, he'd run to mom because he knew dad was going to be pissed. So we kind of had this whole balance in the household where somebody had your accountability in everything and you couldn't get away with anything. And I think that's what helped build the, the self-discipline and the work ethic that got us to where we are, obviously, all three of us in the NFL now. Well, you're, and three brothers, you're the eldest, right? Yeah. What's the age yeah, separation the on you guys? So I'm, uh, Derek is four years younger than me, and then TJ is two years younger than him. So they played together in high school and college, and I obviously didn't get to play with any of them until we got to the NFL. Hopefully how, this year I get to play against Derek. How is that, man? I mean, is it with, uh, when you walk on the field with your brothers, that competition, I mean, is my brother and I have, in our relationship, man, I, we, we, had, we made a pact since we were 17. We, you know, we, no violence against each other whatsoever. It's kind of weird, but, you know, last time we did that, it was a nightmare. But when you get on that field against them, man, it's the, the love you have for each other. I mean, that game's got to be epic. So I've had two opportunities to play against them, and I was hurt for both times. So I haven't actually done it yet. But this year we play against the Chargers, so I get to actually play against Derek. And the weird thing about that is is he's obviously on offense, so I'm going to go directly against him. Yeah. Chargers, um, it's going to be so a Watt Bowl. <laughs> it's going to be uh, electric. You know, it's. <laughs> to say the least man it's it once you get on the field it doesn't matter i mean now am i am i gonna do i mean it's gonna be normal I, i'm trying to say like am i gonna no like, it's not pull any extra, but <laughs> Who, I, who's mom and dad i mean what, yeah this, this is gonna be awesome man they gotta have a camera at the house right with your parents these like the wearing the shirts that split down the middle oh yeah <laughs> yeah uh, they so derek and tj played against each other last season and they, I watched the game, the whole game, because it was a night game, so I got to watch it. 
and they only went against each other one time, like physically head up, head to head against each other. And it was the first play of the game. And I have never seen a softer football play in my life. It was Derek was going to block TJ. TJ was going after Derek, but it was kind of on the backside of the play. So it was like neither of them hit. I, I was almost, I was like, that can't be the one play our family is known for right there. So hopefully we get at least some sort of collision in uh, our game this year. <laughs> oh, man. What would you guys be like if you guys went head-to-head on the field? Well, well, we used to go head-to-head all the time. And like I said, we were 18. And 17. We made, we made a pact with each other, never to touch each other again. And probably because it was the, 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 the reason we made the pact is because we went we did get into it and we went to the hospital. Yeah, both of us might have been hot. We got a, a fight. So, you know, brothers was, fight back, but back then, man, as we grew older and got more and more trained up, because we weren't big guys never, until never we got, got into close. college. What's that? It's never gotten close. Nope. No. Not since man, we don't even. Not especially, at all. especially not now with everything in our background. I mean, there's no telling what we. It's not even worth. <laughs> it. Yeah, you, know, you get to a level where you train, and and we were talking about this the other day. Some buddy of mine was getting upset about something. I was like, "Hey, man, you literally we're at the point in our lives now where we've and we've been trained to the capacity to where we have to defend even people from ourselves if we get upset. You know, it's it's a level of uh, clarity and maturity and and discipline. Really, people think we have a lot of patience. We don't have any patience, man. What we have is discipline. We got our asses whipped through our entire lives. Mo, you know, Mojo and I weren't big when we were little and younger we were because we were twins so all of our friends i mean we still have the same friends we've had since grade school and they were all big they all played football and and uh they kind of looked out for us i mean they beat on us just as much as they looked out for us but that turned us kind of in the right direction we were five six when we were 18 and we were six five when we were 19 (laughs) yeah i grew another inch (laughs) right right well we left for the military five six hundred eighty five pounds i come back and six five two sixty five two two seventy football coach was like jesus where were you guys at 20 years ago i was like man this is all anthrax this is what happens when you get nine rounds of it because <laughs> we were on that whole i mean no wife no kids we were married that life and when you get into that community it's just like um i mean the separation between us and y'all is is a degree i mean y'all are the kind of the pinnacle of athletic profession and mental and physical i mean we, we it's like we were talking about last time i was down there visiting the team man like we still build stadiums around our gladiators i mean back in the Rome they did that we still do it this day man but you can take that football away from you and put anything we use in our hand and in a couple of weeks man it you know be dy- dynamic with it have, so it's uh, I gotta, have you and your brothers locked up in the recent past or are you guys kind of over all that no we're very uh We'll get in competitions with like weightlifting, running, jumping. We've never in our whole lives. I mean, even young kids, we've never really fought because like it was us against the world. Like if, if, if anybody else, like if we could talk trash to each other, we can work out, we can compete with each other. If anybody outside of us three tries to come in and compete with us, then all three of us are against that person. That's exactly how we were. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing about in this business, like, man? I, I could tell TJ I could tell TJ he had a horrible pass rush move or he stunk or or he had a bad game. But if I see somebody else saying that, I'll rip him to shreds well, because I'm like, yeah. You don't I get to say that. You don't get to say yeah, that. Yeah, there you go. That's exactly how that's, that's brotherhood, right? That's brotherhood, yeah, that's right? That's how you know your that's brotherhood, man. Like I don't have to apologize, you know, even with the guys that we run around with. I mean, you can be born with 
your brothers and then you can spill blood and shed blood and go through those hard times through life, man. It builds that bond. And, you know, anytime we go, we can definitely pick on each other, but don't come in on the outside and try and do it. It's just, it's, uh, it's not how it works, man. But the, the drive yeah. is that we drive each other. Like we keep each other humble to a, to a letter. I mean, if I ever came home and it was, we say we were driving around in the truck, I was telling somebody this the other day, man, and come my buddy's like, hey, I saw you the other day, you were doing this. And I was like, that was cool, man. He's like, oh, so you think you're cool now? And kick me out of the car while it's moving, you know, kind of just to keep you humble. And that's, yeah. that's what makes the, that's what's beautiful about going through life, man. And every time we left home, we would just find our friend's doppelganger somewhere and just keep that flow going. I mean, when you're born with it and you got a, like a multiple brothers, I can imagine that's something yeah, that's like an unstoppable force. Yeah. Hey, we I keep each other uh, very humble because it, it, you, if you do anything, whether it's a commercial shoot or it's a something on an interview <laughs> after a game or something during the game, as soon as you get back to your phone, there's going to be about 45 text messages just ripping you to shreds. So we kind of learn what's acceptable and what's not by that like trial by error. If I do a cheesy commercial, I'm going to hear about it by, from my brothers before I hear about oh, it. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, you're representing the last name. Well, you got to keep I was doing something the other day, man, and, and the guy standing next to me is like, hey, I know there's a lot of people here and you'd be nervous. And I was like, I'm not nervous about that. I was like, even if I do good here, my crew is going to light me up, man, just for the, everyone's watching this. I was like, you can't slip up, not even a second. Even if you do good, then they're going to harp on yeah. you about something. That's how they know you. they love you, man, is if they, if they stop doing that, there's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, but I want to go back to when you said that we are one degree separated. Now, I agree that we have a lot of the same mentalities and a lot of the same work ethics, but I've been to Coronado. I went down there, and I got to shoot some guns, and I got to watch some training. And I promise you, you can give me six months, you can give me a year. I don't think I'm finishing that training at all. That thing with the sand, the running, the swimming, I'm dead. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I didn't know that I didn't like cold water. Yeah, you know, this wasn't in Texas history, okay? And I don't think it was in Wisconsin history either. But the Pacific Ocean never gets warm. Did you know that? And that's the reason everyone in California is so damn tan, because they don't get in the water. So when I signed up for this, man, Mojo was the one that was fired up about being a SEAL. And I was like, yeah, it's going to be great, man. I'm actually a pacifist, man. I hate violence. You know, I played tennis, man. I was in drama, all right? I had to do all this just to hang with him. And when I got out there... And you remember when you go to the beach and you get sand in your drawstring or your pants, how much that irritates you? Try, I mean, I still yeah. pick sand out of my head to this very day. And I, <laughs> I, I would say it like this, man. It's, you can ask every team guy why, what makes a team guy make it through the training and what makes him one guy do, it doesn't. My, and they'll all say something different. Mine is humor. I think you have to have a humor that kind of rolls with the situation. And then don't think for one second that it gets hard on us to where we're like, man, the reason we say – never quit all the time is because we're always thinking about doing it because it's so damn hard. Right. But that's kind of what you signed up for, man. There's a big old shit sandwich on this side, but then you got to look at it like, well, that's all right, man. There's not very many of us that can handle this. So there's a lot of sandwich for us, right? It's, it's, you can chaos and pain is relative to the person going through it. And if it, once you get into that state, that flow state, that battle rhythm, man, just like that game rhythm, it's kind of unstoppable, man. You, you rise to the level of the guys around you. Man, I was never the strongest, the fastest, man. I was probably one of the weakest coming out of there. But because of that one thing that keeps you driving you, like, man, once you start, you can't stop. That's how I know you'd make it through that. And all they all in there, man, because of how you have to study, it's the same setup. The way we do most everything we do, including training, as opposed to carrying a football and all that, man, it is. I mean, from the armor and everything. So, I think that's why I've gravitated so much towards that community. I mean, the guys and the, the mentality and just that, 
what you have to have and the fortitude that you have to have to make it through that. It's so incredible to me and it's fascinating. I just, I love being around guys that have the, to make it, to push yourself to the absolute limits, to see the limits and then to be forced to go past them and know what you, what you're capable of. I mean, there's not many people that are truly aware of what they are capable of. And I think that's, what's so cool about the seal community is those guys have all seen what they are physically capable of accomplishing and they've pushed it all the way to that limit. And that's, that's an empowering feeling. That is spot on, man. That is the one thing that is unique about our community is that, is that is the fact that you push the human condition to try to catch up the mental and the physical part. And that's why guys die and quit and break and stuff like that, because you're trying to wedge your body out of something that it's never been into before and keep it in there. And to do that, you have to break the body and then kind of reform the mind. And it's a callus, man. It just kind of carries itself uh, one thing into another. If you had to, if you had to go through training again, what is the one thing you would most look forward to? And then what is the single thing you would, the last thing you'd ever want to do again? Yeah, looking forward to it would be graduation day again. <laughs> 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 the first day and the last day. I think the worst thing was, yeah, that cold water. It's a demoralizer. That's what separates that community with every other community and every guy that makes it the Dutton is their ability to to handle the, the misery of that cold water period in discussion. I mean, bro, it gets to the point you're sitting there and, and the class has kind of dwindled down, but you've been through some hard things together. And when you go through something with somebody, man, there's a bond that's formed there. And it, it literally gets to the point where it's so bad. I mean, it sucks so bad that you want to quit, but you're like, man, you know what? I'm not going to quit because I like watching this dude right here suffer. It is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. The faces he makes, noises he makes, and the pain begin. But he always looks over and he's like, hey, man, that sucked, but I'm still here. I'm uh, I'm not going anywhere. So it, just and, over time, man, it just dwindles down into the point to where that, that's how the team is formed. And that bond is just that unbreakable bond knowing that, man, you will walk through hell with me. Uh, then fine. I'll always be here for you too. And if I could go, yeah, I, I was a horrible runner. I mean, to this very day, I'm terrible at it. So if I could go back, man, I'd, I'd probably want to be good at that. And then, but I was good at the water. The problem is, man, they put these times on you and you have to swim certain times. Otherwise they kick you out. So you're they're when you're in the water, the instructors really can't mess with you that much. They can still get to you, but not, not that much. So it's kind of a freeing time. I mean, you're in your own head, you're thinking about what's going on and putting it all in perspective. Cause I mean, we, that saying we have in the teams, the only easy day was yesterday. We say that because every day sucks. So if you drag something from yeah. yesterday into today, then you just piling that stuff up, man. And you just want everybody else to suffer because a hard time is not something you got to take every damn day. It's just something you can take and you, you know that. And when, so if it shows up again, you're ready. And it's that mental condition with anything. If, if you understand that your mind drives the body. And my brother and I started mentoring some kids to go into uh, SEAL training. And we had them out doing push-ups for a couple minutes, man. And they were already breathing hard and just dying. Couldn't even do, you know, go one, one more. And then I was like, hey, look, man, it's all a mindset. What I mean by that is if right now, because you're doing push-ups and we're screaming at you and, you know, it's been about a minute, minute and a half, two minutes, you're already worn out. But if you left out of here and went home with your girlfriend, went in the bedroom, you're doing push-ups all night and you, you're screaming and yelling and breathing hard and you never get tired, right? So it's, a, it's literally a conditioned mindset that actuates all that stuff in your body that makes it drive like that. And once you learn how to manipulate that, your mind and your body to condition to where you can turn it off and on, you can pretty much go through anything. And when you have somebody standing there next to you that's willing to go through it with you, well, then, hell, man, misery loves company. No one wants to be alone. <laughs> yeah, incredible. 
All right, hey, uh, a Reebok shoe you put out, Valor 2. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? And thank you, by the way, for those. Oh, man, my pleasure. I, you know, that was honestly, it was a phone call that I was nervous to make because I was, I had the idea. I wanted to make a military shoe. I wanted to do it the right way, and I wanted to make it uh, a shoe that guys would actually wear, that guys on the teams would actually wear. And I also wanted to find a way to give back to the community because they've been so great to me. And I wanted to say thank you on behalf of everybody for all the incredible work that you guys do. So I called up DJ, who obviously, and Patsy, who I've been close with for many years now. And I said, hey, I want to design a shoe that is designed with a Navy SEAL. Uh, I said, I want to do it because I want it to be authentic. I want it to be real. I don't want it to be something where... I'm creating what I think SEALs would want because I, I'm not a SEAL. I don't know what they would want. So I bought DJ and he came down here and he helped me design the whole shoe and everything. And we put the patch on the inside, the exact same patch that I wear on my shoulder pads that you guys wore there at Red Wings or the Tahano Red Wings. Um, we put some, there's stuff in there that I, I think that some of the fans don't even know. I mean, there's little straps across the laces that are actually um, pulled from the parachute straps from the, from the parachutes you guys wear, there's like different colors that are specifically from the steel outfits. And so the, the whole thing that we wanted to do was make it authentic and real. And then every thing Reebok came in with the second half, which I, I couldn't even do on my own. I was going to, I did take all my personal proceeds and donated them to the Danny's teach Navy seal foundation. And then Reebok came over the top and said, we want to match every shoe purchased. We donate a shoe to the Navy seal foundation. Um, for the families and for the, the SEALs and the kids. So that was incredible of them. And just the thing that I wanted to do was honor Operation Red Wings and all of those guys. And then on the sock liner on the inside of the shoe, every man that's been killed in action or missing in action since 9-11 um, to honor them and, and their families and the sacrifices because, it, you know, I, I'm trying to use my platform as best I can to honor the people who deserve to be honored. And I think that you guys are extremely deserving of that. You deserve the fame that we get. I got it, man. I want to know, where does, where does that come from? I mean, professional football player, I mean, you came up with your brothers and your family and, and you got out here to Texas and you're successful in, in, in all of those areas. A lot of people don't know that you visit the Texas Children's. I mean, you go see the kids in the hospitals and you do so much stuff off, off of the TV as as opposed to, to on, man, it's just kind of a lifestyle that you, that's genuine, that people really need to understand that when you, when you're out there doing the things that you're doing and you're talking about it and you're opening your mouth about it, man, it's not, it's not fake. You're not trying to please any, yourself. You're trying to help everybody else out, man. And I, I kind of never wavers. I, I'm just wondering where that comes from. I, I came from my parents, honestly. I mean, my grandfather was in the Korean war. Um, my, my dad is a firefighter, like I said, but they, my parents always taught me that we're fortunate. And then, like I said, we were middle-class, so we were not rich by any stretch. Um, but we weren't poor. We had a dinner every night and I had two parents at home who took care of us, did our homework with us. And they always taught me that there's people out there that have it worse than you. There's people out there that are struggling, that don't have meals, that don't have homes, that don't have families. Um, and they taught me that early on and they taught me to give back. And I mean, when I was in middle school and high school, it's not like we were giving back money or anything cause we didn't have it to give back, but we would volunteer and we do, uh, do time around the community helping out. 
And then as I got to college and I got out of my little bubble of my small town, I got an even greater taste of how vast of a difference that there is between the middle class, the upper class, and then people who are struggling. And so the more that I saw that, the more I wanted to help and the more I wanted to give back. And, and then I got to the NFL and I got a chance to meet these, all these people in the military and I got to see all these different parts of life. And I think I just realized that I'm extremely fortunate. I mean, think about what I do for a living. I chase around a football, I go work out and I get paid handsomely to do it. And I'm very lucky and I'm very fortunate. People wear jerseys with my name on it. They come to the stadium. Um, I've always thought that it's crazy to me that I get to do that when there's people that are literally defending our freedom and providing us with safety and security um, who people may never know their names. And so that's kind of something that I want to do is help shine a light on that because I feel like we almost get this undeserved fame, which what we do is cool. Don't get me wrong, but we're, we're not saving lives. And I think that's what's, I just, I try and give that back whenever I can, because I almost feel undeserving of, of everything that I'm fortunate enough to have. I mean, would that be a, a best piece of advice you could pass down to an upcoming athlete who's coming in and wants to be truly successful in what, in, in what you do? Cause you embraced the the life right you've embraced the, the not only the texas but our, our town our our family and man it's, it's kind of crazy that chaos brings us you realize how small this place is i mean we were all connected in in through that one event man and it's just that world yeah. war ii veteran mr fly when his house melly went in to go rebuild his house and you came in on the backside when everyone was i mean no one knew what to do really i mean we were still all in the middle of the chaos and only a few people kind of stepped out in front and shined like that it's creating a family out here and doing it, you know, one step at a time, one person at a time. And then having the best part about it, man, is like after you do all this for our community, we get to go out and watch you play. You know, when the, when the enemy comes into our city and tries to, you know, take our honor away on the field, man, you guys step up every time. And that's just, that's something to be um, commended for brother. I, absolutely. So thank you again so much for that's, coming out and doing this. man. Um, my pleasure, man. I feel like that's why every time I step on the field, it's, it feels different. You know, I mean, my rookie year was really cool and we did a lot of cool things, but I feel like every time I step on the field here and I put on the uniform here, the people, it just, it feels like family. And, and when I got drafted here, you know, there's this video and everybody booed me. They didn't want me. And now every time I step on the field, I just, I feel this like kindred spirit with the people down here that are, They've taken me in as one of their own, and I feel I'm extremely proud of that. Like, I'm so proud to wear the Texans colors and to represent Houston. And um, I, I just, I, I'm happy that I can go out there and perform and do do my best for these people and try and make them proud because I, I'm very lucky and thankful to be a part of this community. And it's been, uh, it's been very special. I just have one, one big goal left to accomplish for this place. And I'm working extremely hard to try and make that happen. Uh, I can there. only imagine. The, <laughs> you'll get there. I can only imagine the party will throw. Uh, oh man. It's going to be epic. And I wouldn't get bent too, too bent out of shape about that booing when you first came in. It's called Texas howdy. Right. And so the only way they can whistle and, and uh, applaud you is if they had, they had to boo you first, man. It's just, uh, we just you seen know, how, we just seen how tough. How, yeah. Let you know that you were in the building. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Now you're yeah, now yeah. you're the face of the town. I see you every morning on Channel great Two News. Place. My town, H Town. It's a great spot, man. I love it here. The people are unbelievable. They, the food's great. They love football, and uh, I, I couldn't ask for a better place to land even if I didn't know a whole lot about it before I got down here. I mean, that's truly got to make a, a difference in the way 
a person plays too, man. If they're integrated into the community, then you absolutely know. It's kind of like being back in school. You know, the people in the stands, they come there to see you actually play, man. And, and those of y'all who get out and, and integrate into the town and do that, man, it's just, uh, it's gotta be a, an extra shot of fuel for y'all. It's insane. It, it, it changes not only how you play on Sunday, but it changes how you train. So like on, like right now we're in the off season, obviously where everybody can be anywhere and do whatever you want. Um, I wake up at 5am every day to go train at the facility and I mean, there's plenty of days where I don't feel like waking up. I don't want to go work out. I don't, and it's the off season. I mean, I don't have to be there. There's no, nobody checking my, checking me off to see if I showed up today, but those days where you don't feel like it, not only am I thinking about my teammates and, and obviously my personal goals and all that, but you think about the fans and what they expect of you and what you owe to them. And I think that that's something that with that bond that we've built and that sense of family that we have i feel like if i didn't go in on a day where i just didn't feel like it i'm not letting only myself and my teammates down i'm letting the four six however many millions of people live here in houston so it's really cool and it's it's definitely helped me become even better than i I probably ever would have been without it i agree with you on that that's the motivation that man the the hard days like when you don't want to go in you don't want to go work out that's when you look at everything around you and that's the reminder to, to get your ass that's the kind of the the hard day i mean you, you want to go in every day and you want to work out because it's so much fun and, and it's that's the life and then when those moments pop up that's when you're supposed to look up and and, and check your area to see that yeah because we don't have the opportunity to get up and go man if we go outside we're gonna get shot at <laughs> well the country expects us to do that just like the town expects you to suit up and work out so good on you for carrying the load on that one i got a question one just one more man what what moment was there a moment when you like when you saw your name on the back of a jersey for the first time when you took a step back and you're like man i i've really done something here i really accomplished what i was going after (sighs) i mean there's there there have been i try i'm trying to have more of them because i've realized that's one of my faults is that i don't fully appreciate some of the moments that i'm in um i remember my first my first ever game was a preseason game here with the texans and it was a Monday night football preseason game, which obviously the preseason does mean a whole lot to a lot of people. But for me, playing on Monday night football against the New York Jets, even though it was preseason, that was one where putting on my jersey that day, I remember it. And I was like, man, this is it. Like, this is, this is it. And I was down here in Houston, Texas, way away from home, a place I'd never been. And it was, that was, that was special. And then the pick six in my rookie year of the playoffs, I remember seeing that the next day on the highlights on TV, on the paper. And, and that was one of those where I was like, this, this is going to be something special. This is really, really cool. Um, and then there's, I mean, there's tons of them, but it's little things. It's like, like last night, me and my fiance were out at dinner and this probably seven or eight year old kid walks over to the table and asks for a photo. I mean, that is one of those moments where, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when I'm back in Wisconsin, how could I ever have imagined that down in Houston, Texas someday, a seven or eight year old kid who wasn't even born back then is now asking for my picture. You know, there's little moments almost every single day where I'm like, this is crazy. And this is cool. Another great piece of advice you just dropped on me too, man. Why is that? What is it that it's not that you don't, I would hate to say that we don't appreciate every one of those moments. Right. And Cause I, I'm so many times ask for a picture, like, Hey man, thanks for asking that kind of deal. But it's, 
it's that cross between that, I think that upbringing too, that humbleness, right? You get too far down that, then you stop appreciating that when they, because when they stop coming up, then you're like, why is anybody asking for this, that, and the other, man? It's just, it's, man, the way you've done it is that family atmosphere, like a big, big brother to that kid. It's not a fame thing. They can't take that away from you. You've created something with your, with this community in this town, basically, and not just in Texas, but everywhere. They know what to expect with you. It's not a front, man. You are what you are, and you act like that, and you carry yourself that way too, man. That's 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 good stuff, man. And so it is. It's those little moments that make you appreciate every damn day. So thanks for reminding me of that, JJ. Hey, is there anything you'd like to plug or promote while we before we wrap this up? No, man. No, I'm uh, I'm just um. I'm just excited to be here. I mean, I, I would plug the Valor shoes, but we we did that, and people sold them out two or three times over. Reebok kept calling me, and they kept saying, hey, we sold out of all these. Should we do another stock? And I was like, well, if you're going to donate again, hell yeah, I'm going to donate again. So they restocked <laughs> it. And they sold out again. Um, so I'm launching. I'm actually on Thursday night. I'm launching the JJ3, which is a new version of my shoe. And uh, coming later this year, I may have another special special version like the valors um because i always try to work that in but no i don't i don't have anything to promote i'm just appreciative that you guys had me on and, and thank you guys for everything that you've done and the whole seal community man i mean it's just an incredible community and i'm i can't tell you how grateful and thankful that i am that everybody has welcomed me in the way that they have because it's such a special place with the families the guys and the teams and it's just i'm very thankful you bet brother you bet, man. Hey, good luck this season, man, and uh, congratulations again with the engagement. We'll uh, we'll be over there watching you play, brother. So train hard, and uh, thank you again for coming out here and doing this, man. Great talking thank to you, you guys. You have a wonderful day. You All too. right, Jay, appreciate y'all. Give a big thanks to JJ Watt for taking time out of his busy schedule, spending some time with us today and sharing his never quit stories from college and in the pros. Absolutely, man. Thank you. Great story, man. I've been looking forward to having him on the show for a while. JJ, again, thanks for all you do for our our city, man, our state, our football team, and just and the military. And the military, yeah. Absolutely, man. Hands down. That was uh that was something, man. I learned a lot myself. Crazy every time we have somebody on here, man, it teaches you something new about yourself and the way you can live life so jj you're a shining example of someone's trying to be good you know i can't believe he said he looks up to us yeah yeah, it's because we hadn't hung out that much (laughs) 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 did today's episode ignite a new fire in you if there's one thing i've learned it's that sharing your story is a powerful thing there are people out there that need the kick in the ass and your story could be the one thing that changes their life forever take a minute to share your story at teamneverquit.com forward slash podcast Just click on the share your story button in the menu so we can encourage you along the way. Your story just might be shared on our upcoming podcast. Do you think this show could benefit someone else? Go leave us a review on iTunes. It helps others discover the show so we can keep encouraging others to never quit. Hey, if you missed it earlier, Patreon is the place to be. Patreon is the place where you get exclusive access to behind-the-scenes content of the show. You even get access to bonus episodes. So you remember back in the day, we did After Action. We've got some more After Action episodes coming your way. We've got some behind-the-scenes extra video content coming your way. We've got 
all kinds of cool stuff. I can promise you this. There's two things you're really going to want to join us on Patreon for. We've got a bonus episode about TBI with Marcus, Morgan, Dimitri, and all of the guests that they had on the last show for them. And then we've also got a really, really cool episode in the works where Marcus and Morgan are actually being interviewed by their wives. You're not going to want to miss it. So if you want to join that, if you want to get access to that content, head to patreon.com slash team never quit. So, uh, again, you guys, thanks for bringing us back, man. Thanks for listening. Uh, we couldn't do this without y'all. I'd like to thank God personally and Jesus Christ. My wife, Melanie, thank you for letting us do this, and thanks for being wonderful. I'm out. <laughs>